This week we watch DuckTales, number 88, Yuppie Ducks. Blathering Blatherskite! <laughs> oh no! I'm changing into a robot duck! <laughs> You're listening to Amazingly Terrible, a magical tour of late-stage capitalism's child-rearing techniques. I'm Adam. I'm Matt. I'm Derek. I'm Mike. And I'm Dave, and today we watch Goblin Tales. It's an anime about a main character that has dedicated his life to grinding low-level enemies so he can reach level 99 before facing the first boss. <laughs> uh, uh, I would watch that. But he doesn't, he doesn't know that they scale the bosses, too. I would love to uh, watch I that. Hate, that would be amazing. I hate scaling. That person's name is Adam. It's uh, it's oh, five, I do it too. It's a documentary it's, on Adam's life. It's five hundred yeah. hours of uh, cartoon that's just repeating over and over and over again. <laughs> Killed a bunch of level yeah. one guys. I always grind. I grind. I grind every single role playing game I play. And Mike grinds his teeth. Yes, apparently so. But his you teeth know... is not an award winning RPG title. <laughs> grinding teeth is a lot uh, worse than grinding slimes. I would love to see the harem anime of of Mike's teeth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell Bicuspid you. Like, is the main character. Bicuspid Where, and Incisor are getting really close. Really? But, yeah, but, Incisor's like, oh, Sampas. <laughs> neat. Yeah. Um, I'd just like to point out that the whole, uh, you know, spiel that David did was... Uh, was brought on because I have more than two thousand hours uh, in game time in RimWorld, <laughs> and they're like, "Dear God, what have yeah. you been?" But that's you know over the last like six years, so it's actually averages out to something more normal. I have two thousand hours in Rim Job. Well, I think it's just the fact that you, you stuck with it for six years. It's just sort of it's, a feat in and of itself. It's a casual game, so I like that I could just let it run, and I'm just sitting there, you know, letting tribes attack me and just building shit, and I don't know. It's it's a sandbox, mm-hmm. so it's, like, easy to just let it suck your life away. Yeah, and, I mean, it fulfills your god de- your godhood delusions. Yeah. Absolutely. So out, of those, out of those uh, uh, 2,000 hours, do you feel like you're an expert in the game yet? I feel like I've done everything that I need to, except I actually haven't, quote-unquote, beaten the game, which is to send um, your colonists up into space. So, like, mm. I would say that I have... So you're not an expert yet. ...fulfilled my destiny no. in the game. <laughs> and we, we can leave it at that. Jeez. Isn't this the game where you can pick like all kinds of fucked up shit for the colonists where you can have like people come in to really screw with your colony? I guess. Um, I mean, you there's all these different, you know, personality types and, you know, you could have like a pyromaniac and if they have like a mood break because they have too many mood debuffs or they're just like, you know, just all pissed off, they'll just randomly start lighting your base on fire. Um 
And another one of my favorite um, fails was one of my guys had through a temper tantrum. So he was going around, you know, kicking stuff um, or, you know, attacking stuff. And he decided to um, attack a anti-grain warhead that I had in storage, which is basically a nuclear bomb. Um, And he fucking nuked the entire base and killed himself and like 10 other characters. And (sighs) normally those situations I would do a quick resave uh, re- or a reload of um but i was like fuck it i'm just gonna let this play out um and i Save just watched scum. the whole place burn wow nice did you guys like playing the god simulator games mm. i played a i ended up playing a bunch of them actually like uh i remember like, black and white that was like black and white yeah um and then populous, populous yeah yeah Populous was the last one that I really enjoyed. Um, I liked Populous. It, it was partly because it was also part like city builder kind of I mixed guess in. Is Civ a god game? I'm not even really sure. It's, not really. No, you're more like a commander or a president or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not explicitly that you're you know you're a god. You have god powers. Um, mm. Yeah, and you're you're fighting other cultures, so you're more like you're a culture. Yeah, you you are a culture, like um, like yogurt or whatever is growing on my toe, or natto, <laughs> natto, <laughs> the bean that bites you back. I don't even know what natto is. It's bean fermented. That bites you back. It's fermented soybeans that have gotten so nasty that they turn into this gelatinous goo. Um, and it, some people really like it, and everyone else doesn't. It's like the Japanese version of Marmite. Marmite, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or it's, it's Rocky Mountain be, Oysters. Or, yeah, it's supposed to be super it? healthy for you, though. Uh, supposedly, it's supposed to be really good for your like, gut flora. Mm-hmm. But, well, but yeah, literally, yeah. if you watch somebody eat it, you will literally see, like, slime trails going from their chopsticks all the way down to, like, the plate and to their mouth. It's disgusting. Yeah. Cool. What is yeah. this? Uh, natto. 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 That's not like Marmite, natto. though. Marmite's not greasy. Now, it's, it's like petroleum yeah. jelly. It's more like uh, like kimchi is, like, you know, fermented cabbage or, you know, like, maybe th- uh, century eggs or something like that. It's Yeah, I think more like century eggs, yeah. Yeah, I would say more like because kimchi is fucking delicious. <laughs> well, you might like natto too. Like it's it's weird because there is a strange like subsection of people that really love it. So you yeah. actually durian. If I had like oh, yeah, in terms of texture and and you know ick factor for most people, it, durian fruit is probably the closest thing to natto. Durian, yeah, I think, yeah. literally is something you have to be raised with to enjoy. Like, I don't think that you can... Well, I could be wrong, because I'm, I'm being a, a Western jerk. I knew someone who liked um, the really soft, stinky French cheeses, like Limburger. Um, those, and, are, um, those are amazing. And, and yeah. he really liked durian, because he's like, this tastes like French cheese. And I'm like, okay. Um, you've actually accurately described why I will never eat either one of those. I don't think I ever had natto in my time in Japan. I will add it to my list of seemingly disgusting foods to eat. It's uh, it is it is especially in the Tokyo region, so you should be able mm-hmm. to find it pretty easily where you're, okay. uh, whenever you go over there for for duty. Yeah, like I said, the most intense thing I ate over there was was chicken sashimi. 
Like that was, oh, that was delicious. It, you know, you got to get past good. the, yeah, you got to get past the Western preconceived notions of like chicken always has salmonella. Yeah. Mm-mm. But no, it doesn't. It's a, it's a land animal. It doesn't have salmon. Oh, God. <laughs> Ella. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on uh, to our actual main event. Yes, let's do, do we, it. Let's get we, into it. Do we want to get into it that quickly? This is the shortest Marin Open we've ever done. It's <laughs> also the Marinist. Yes. That's true. But I, I had to I'm, run away when you guys were talking video games or else I would have mentioned Hades. <laughs> Try it. It's awesome. But mm. it's, we're past that. Never played it. That time. It's fairly new. It's only on the Switch, and it comes out for the... Oh, well, it's on PC. Uh, it's on it PC, too. On, it's on Steam sale right now, I think. Yeah, it's, it is arguably the only 10 out of 10 I have played in recent memory. Wow. Yeah, it's legit. It's overwhelmingly positive on Steam's uh, rating yeah. system, so... It's a god game? It's a roguelike. Oh, it's a roguelike. Okay. I, I got yeah. my first clear yesterday on run number 83. There's 136,000 so cool. 136, reviews. Um mm-hmm. Almost all positive. So, yeah. okay, so is it well. is it like a roguelike? Is is it kind of like um, Diablo, or is it different? Uh, Diablo is not really a roguelike. Roguelike is you enter a procedurally generated dungeon, um, and they're notoriously difficult. And the more you play them, there's always some sort of like carryover feature. Like you either get like a, a one or well, not always. Uh, the the, the, ori- the addition the original rogue did not have it. And neither did Angband, and it was more or less you learning it. But that was also turn-based. Um, so this has a small like upgrade feature, and you learn boss mechanics and, and fight mechanics and everything else. But what really makes this game great is that the gameplay mechanics are, are very well done. Uh, the entire thing is voice-acted. The voice acting's incredible. It has a story where most roguelikes are like, beat the dungeon, that's the fucking story. And you're like, okay, I'm playing yeah. this because it's hard. This one has you are the son of Hades and you are attempting to escape the underworld. And there's a huge story involved with your motivations as to why you want to do this. And you meet and interact with all the different Olympian gods and the Chthonic, uh I don't think they're Chthonic gods, but whatever, individuals from Greek mythology on the way. And it's mm-hmm. really, really good. Now, with this being roguelike, is there an end? Or it, is it one of those forever keeps on going on roguelike? Games. There is there is a logical conclusion to the story when a certain milestone is reached. Uh, you will have learned the story, and then there is an end game where you can continue to grind out and go for run times and different difficulties and stuff like that. Where there is kind of a prologue story, mm. um, but there, yes, this is one of the few roguelikes where there is a there is a set ending to the story when you do a certain thing. And that's one of the reasons it's so well reviewed is because it, it's not like a standard roguelike, which is just keep running dungeons. I think that the roguelikes have evolved, and that's uh, something they put into more recent games. I think the original roguelikes were constrained by memory and cartridge size. So they just, you know, kept on, they were procedurally generated. And since they, you couldn't keep on going and have no, an cartridge. ending at the same time. Well, well no, the original, the original roguelikes were. PC games that were made using ASCII symbols to represent oh, yeah. walls and care and enemies. <laughs> Today, uh, the show we watch is Ponytails. It's a cartoon set in the land of Equestria and ruled by Alicorns, the most racist of magical creatures who look down on all the mud ponies. 
<laughs> so is that a real cartoon? Because I kind of want to watch that. I would watch that. <laughs> is it sad, guys? Is it sad? This will make sense when we are talking about the cartoon. But if they at one point they proposed making a show called about the making of uh, the dictionary. <laughs> Yes, the and I was like <laughs> making of Webster's Dictionary. Yeah, the making of Webster's Dictionary, yeah. and I was like, I want to watch that. Yeah, I, I kind of want to watch. I that would too, watch yeah. that. Like shows the original dictionary, like that the old school book binding that goes into making it. Yeah, I mean, just the process of writing it. It was pretty funny, Black Adder. I liked watching Tropic Thunder, which was basically a movie of of the movie of uh, the making of it. Uh huh. You're the dude pretending to be the dude pretending to be the other dude. Yeah. Once again, Mike proves he's the most cultured of all of us. Uh, yes. Unpopular opinion. I want to know. Unpopular opinion. <laughs> this great movie is great. In the, in the Webster Dictionary show, what are they going to really overdramatize the argument where words stop meaning what they mean and mean what people think they mean? Yes, and it's going to star yeah. Webster, Emmanuel Lewis. Oh yeah, and uh, Pee Wee Herman. And they're going to start going over literally. And somebody is going to die on the hill that literally means literally and not figuratively. And then the figuratively people win in the end. The end. Life sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to go back to, you know, how radical was used in a sentence back in the 80s. Like, radical. that's so radical, man. Yeah, now if you call someone a radical, it does not mean that they're cool and awesome. <laughs> no, it, it means they're a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that was Antifa. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're anti-fascist. A you're a rat yeah. bastard. Yeah. You're, yeah, main, you're, you're, slightly main, you're slightly left mainstream views are different than my slightly right mainstream views. Yeah, I'm pro-fascism. I, cool. I'm, you're pro, wow, you're pro, all right. <laughs> I'm, now I'm, we know. <laughs> I'm pro, pro-tifa. Pro, pro, no, there's no T. Profia. You're profa. Pro, I'm profia. Profa. Profa. Profi. Those are just called Nazis. You're a Nazi. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Okay, <laughs> so this week on Amazingly Terrible, we watched DuckTales. Full disclosure, I don't remember the cave duck. And I, I watched was, a lot of this show as it a kid. Was, yeah, that was when the, he went back Uh-oh. in time. and Yeah, he's like yeah. season three. He was a, a definite recurring character. He mm-hmm. was in a lot of episodes. He was, but he, was, he, he was a later up- edition, though. Mm-hmm. Did he show up with yeah. the dino? I think he was at season two. So my in my no, I research, think season two was Gizmo Duck. Was it Gizmo? I that think he didn't show up till season two. That makes a lot of sense. I remember it, with DuckTales having watched like one or two full seasons before ever seeing the initial pilot, which was like the, the City of Gold. And mm-hmm. I remember that being such an epic movie. I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. They went to an entire City of Gold and... Um, you Ooh. know, just watching uh, Scrooge skiing on gold dust and and swimming through actual <laughs> gold like coins, without mm-hmm. realizing how many thousands of pounds of like that that gold probably weighed as he's diving through there. Yeah. If you it's... replace the word gold with cocaine, that's what the eighties were like. I was gonna say, <laughs> skiing on gold dust is that what happens when you? snort cocaine through your ear hole or something <laughs> into your eyeball <laughs> wow yeah, you, you well was... i bow to your superior knowledge drug king <laughs> squirt it directly into your tear ducts or something 
Yeah, you just blow it into somebody else's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine, like, seeing someone, like, pick it up with a straw and just, like, poof, right into someone's face. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's in, instead of, like, packing your lip with dip, you would cram your under, uh, your under eye with cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Sounds so painful. And, and, and you, blink, <laughs> you blink much like you're chewing dip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to imagine it would hit you the same uh, way as like when Uma Thurman uh, snorted the heroin um, in Pulp Fiction. I sincerely doubt that. Just bleeding out of your eyes. Well, maybe that, yeah. It's going to hit it... you like a bus. I'd say that. Boom. So. So, ducks. duck sales. So, Woo-hoo. Mike, tell us what happens. No, well, no, no, no. We gotta, we gotta talk more about heroin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is, this is why I was like, fuck taking notes because the, the thirty seconds of screen time that I have, um, will be me trying to recreate Wordsworth, and I was actually gonna call it Ducksworth, but then I realized Duckworth is the butler, so I actually can't yep. do a Duckworth Wordsworth. A good deal of the DuckTales universe was based on the work of Carl Barks. He worked um, anonymously for Disney drawing the cartoons for years and years, and like fans would call him the good, the good, the good duck artist. Yeah, the good duck artist. Yeah, uh, and he basically like invented that whole world. And I believe there, I believe that it is the same world. I mean, Mickey exists in this world, so there's all kinds of animals. Yeah, yeah. Well, something about Carl Barks that you didn't mention is he is a noted duck pornographer. Yeah. He used to draw pornographic uh, cartoons of ducks all the time. So was he, he like the first furry? <laughs> I don't know. I think he's a, f- a fl- flurry. A flurry? Like, a, he likes... a feathery furry? Yeah, he likes yeah. feathers. That's foul. <laughs> <laughs> I will give it to you. That was good. Uh, nice. And, nice. And these are going to keep on coming. The notes that I have are horrible Bird puns. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was funny is later in life, um, even after he retired from Disney, he would add beaks to all of his drawings. And he talked about it being a, um, what did he call it? He called it like duck-itis. Or he, he called it like a um, a particular problem of his profession, basically. And it was like, yeah. anytime he drew, he, like, he just sort of had to put a, a bill on it. Yeah, so. he like got so used to drawing ducks that like that was all he could draw. Yeah. Always, forever. Well, that sure fits the bill. I mean, he's a genius. Those, <laughs> those comic, those, the Ducktales comic books, or like the the Donald Duck and Uncle Scrooge comic books, are fucking good. Oh no, yeah, and they're they're brilliant. A lot of them are yeah. uh, prescient, even like they, a lot of them have come up with um, new ideas and new. Uh, um, I, let me let me go to one of my examples. We, there was a guy that was trying to get his uh, uh, get a patent for using. Uh, hundreds of ping pong balls to raise a ship and they actually used this uh, method to to raise a ship that had crashed i think somewhere close to like the north sea and um he went to the swedish patent office to try to get it patented and they said that he couldn't because it was in a very old copy of uh the donald duck comic well they said there's no proof that that is true that he was denied the patent because of that but it is true that that idea was already in the comic book years before he did it yeah just like um inception yeah also those comics were super popular in europe um oh yeah yeah 
uh, and that's probably why it came up. So like they were super super popular all over Europe, whereas in the in the States like they're not really only like cartoon like comic aficionados. Yeah, yeah. Why ping pong balls though? Like it seems like it would take up a lot of space on the way down, and it's already buoyant. Why wouldn't you like put some kind of inflatable device that like I would have done like those self inflating rafts, and you just like shove the ship full of those inflating rafts, and then pull the cords all at the same time. Well, then you would, like, destroy a lot of the ship. Yeah. The ping-pong balls were specifically because they were small and could conform and fit in any space. So. And and they're all, yeah, like, very the... buoyant in and of themselves. So. Yeah. So a self-contained air sphere. And you can, and a you ball, can put a lot of them If you in would. There. It is called a ball. Yes. Well, they did try to <laughs> plug up the uh, Deepwater Horizon hole with ping-pong balls, but that didn't go so well. They tried to do the same thing with uh, Winona Ryder's... Uh, Oh, wait. Hold on. That was an episode of South Park, wasn't it? <laughs> something wrong with you. Uh, because I don't something remember wrong with you because you beat me to that joke. <laughs> <laughs> something wrong with all of us. Let me be the good Sumerian and uh, do my opening. In a world where ducks talk and hoard money, three young ducklings band together to stop dogs from stealing all of the ducking money. <laughs> Duck yeah, man. <laughs> Duck, yeah. Let's let's do this. So Donald Duck's uh, Donald Duck went to go join the Navy, and while he was out on tour, he left his three sons, his triplet sons, with his uncle. So uh, Uncle no, Scrooge it's is not the, his. They're not what? his sons. It's oh, they're uncle, not. They're not Donald's Donald. sons. Yeah. They're they're Do- Donald's also his uncle. Like they don't never oh, make really? it clear, but everyone is their uncle because in Disney, like you weren't really allowed to like resolve fuck. any of the relationships, so no one could have children. <laughs> nobody was allowed to fuck, so nobody could have kids. He, basically, yeah. yeah. I had no idea that they weren't. I thought they were Donald's children. Yeah, I knew no, Donald Duck had went off to join the Navy because that's no. They they call him Uncle Donald. Yeah, Uncle. Do Donald, they really? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Everyone's their uncle. Yeah, crazy. They they did they they well, um. Look, it's Disney. Everyone lives happily ever after. That's why nobody's married and nobody has kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking back the foul joke. <laughs> you have been fouled, so he's taking the foul joke back. Oh. Um, I just want to say that that opening sequence is fucking crack cocaine. It is oh, so yeah. good. It is. It I is the first good. time I watched it without having watched it in fucking 25 plus years, immediately started singing along. Oh, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. Like, it just, just, I was like, holy shit, I know these words. Oh, yeah. It is a total earworm. Yep. Still remember all the lyrics. I yeah. like Heathcliff's opening more, but this is up in the top five. Absolutely. It's it's hmm. infectious. I can wow. see that. I, I would put this above Heathcliff for myself, but I think that, I don't know if it's necessarily the best, but it was definitely... Definitely one of my favorite. I can't name anything that I like more as an opening. The, the only thing I would say is they do a fantastic job of it. It is all like scenes from the show. Oh, so yeah, it's not yeah. like a custom opening. But at the same time, like they do it so well and there's so much diversity in the show that it's a ton of fun. Oh yeah. So. Well even in the opening when they do the when they do the um, the pie fight, they show the sh- the shot of the pie fight. And yeah. the music lines up with the cadence of them throwing the pies at each other. Oh, no, they're doing that constantly. It's yeah. so oh, yeah. expertly it, cut. Well, it's very the, well done. The, 
the lyrics of the opening song line up with a lot of the scenes that they show. Like, you yeah. know, you might re uh, solve a mystery or rewrite yeah. history and it just like lines up with, you know, exactly what they were singing. Yeah. Or yeah. the duck blur when he steps into the um, the force field mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and is literally a blur of ducks. I, I tell you, Kanye has nothing on the lyrical. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Let him finish. Let him finish. I'm, I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> but, but whoever wrote this opening is a lyrical genius. I think it was Kanye. Actually, yeah, this I'm pretty sure his, this is his. You think it was Kanye? Yeah, it was some of his I, earlier work. Yeah, I I'll think bet, he was eight I'll bet he's old. a Ducktales fan. I will bet you that he is. Oh, I'm sure he is. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I think he wants to have a money bin that he can swim around in. Who doesn't? I remember just loving that as a kid. Like I was like, "That's the greatest." That yeah. was actually my inspiration. such a weird idea. Like my inspiration for saving money was. Literally from Scrooge McDuck. Was Scrooge McDuck, um, <laughs> and it and it was because Scrooge McDuck, as you learn, is not a greedy miser. His first dime, he saves his very first dime, which he made while uh, polishing uh, some guy's boots. From they were completely crusted. If you remember, they were a solid block of or two solid blocks of concrete, and he broke the concrete and buffed them to a perfect shine. And his payment for that was one dime, and that was the start of his. And he was an immigrant who came to America or came to Ducksville, Ducksburg, whatever. Um, and he earned that first dime himself, and everything that he has is self-made. And so if he wants to swim in his money, let him. Um, he he I, earned every every dime of that. I, I, I agree with you with your representation of him in that, but I would push back about him being a greedy miser because he is a He's greedy, a greedy miser. miser. Well, He's yeah. greedy because he doesn't spend any of his money. He doesn't spread around any of the wealth. The That's entire economy is going to be destroyed. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you either so, can make a million dollars or you can save a million dollars. I think of most of DuckTales uh, as an exercise in making in writing so that you make terrible people lovable. Yes, yes, agreed. Because the <laughs> the actions that Huey, Dewey, and Louie take in this episode are reprehensible. They are, yeah. But they're children. What's the redeeming factors of the Beagles? Well, they are incompetent. That's their redeeming factor. Again, to <laughs> yeah. make them lovable. In all fairness, though, the, the um, Scrooge McDuck was actually originally supposed to be a villain. Like He was supposed to be a, the misanthropic uncle of Donald Duck that forced him to give up some of his wasteful ways and it, it was basically they were trying to play out more of like a dickens christmas story in the first comic book that they had um, right scrooge and i think it was 1947 when they had scrooge in it and it was like over the course of five years as they started to realize that scrooge was like a really popular character they then changed him to become a hero and they made him more lovable to his family and more warm to his um to the people around him versus just being a uh miserly old man that held on to his wealth for absolutely no reason so yeah and it's all uh it's all carl that's all car barks but it again like for no reason he hang, this is like, he hung on to the money to swim in it's this is like a classic marvel story like where the villain becomes, becomes a the hero. main character yeah, yeah. well in, in all of his money scrooge was... is like the thanos of uh the disney universe yes in, in, oh, in boy. this his his all of his money came from uh oil and mining like, he owned mm. a bunch of different oil fields and mining. So he's, like, raping yeah. the planet on top of all that. So, All right, so I just did about 30 seconds worth of Google Foo. Uh, <laughs> the opening song in this 
in this series on, is Kanye. written by a guy named Mark Mueller. Oh, and Mark. Mark Mueller has won a couple Emmys. He wrote the opening for Chippendale's Rescue Rangers as well. Mm-hmm. He also has written a bunch of songs that have been on the Billboard charts. And his highest rated one was That's What Love Is For by Amy Grant in 1991. Oh, wow. Wow. Nice. And if and I was like, I'm thinking, like, I was like, I can't remember. I can't remember. And if you saw me on video where I got a big old shit-eating grin because I had it on mute. And I was like, I remember this trash. But, yeah, <laughs> it was number one on the adult contemporary charts for a couple I of weeks. Don't, I've, I don't think I've ever heard it. Oh, if you pull it up, you have. Yeah, okay. You, you, I'm sure it, you've heard this, it. This one, this one was big in the early 90s. Yep. Let's get into the episode. Let's. As we get into the episode, I will like to point out that they called the episode the Yuppie Ducks, and I was like, huh, I wonder if they're actually going to be young urban professionals, and then they turned out to be that in the episode. And yes. I was kind of impressed that that's what they did. Well, Scrooge also even like said the title of the, the episode. He, he, he basically told them at some point in time, you'll have plenty of time to become Yuppie Ducks. Yeah, mm-hmm. in like the first five minutes when they ask for money. Does anyone remember the uh, the Donald Duck um, and um, Huey, Dewey, and Louie uh, episode? I, I don't even remember what it was, but they wanted to save up for Donald Duck's birthday, um, and they bought him a box of cigars, and he made them smoke the entire box. Um, because he thought that I, they I, were getting the cigars for themselves. They were getting the cigars for themselves. And then when I he finally gets that. down to the very last cigar, it says, Happy Birthday, uh, Donald. Uh, it was... That was an that old kind one. Of, that was like from like the 1960s or 1970s. Something yeah. Like that. It, it might be. Um, I don't think I actually ever saw that one. It sounds awesome. No, it was back when they actually like showed Vice on cartoons. You know, Yeah, back when they were childhood show, smoking. Yeah, smoking. Yeah. All right, so we open on the no, 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 no. Uh, our Mike's three ducks. Do it. What are you doing? It's Mike, Mike has to go. do it. Ready. Yeah, but he doesn't. <laughs> Ready if and I, if go. If I could get it worded in edgewise, yeah. You so. just talked for a literal minute. <laughs> we well, said that's go, and then you told that's... the story of something that happened in the '60s. <laughs> so the it opens with uh, them in the ice cream shop and. They're tired of the same old flavors, and we do and Louie different. Yeah, yeah. And Louis there's the red duck, blue duck, and green duck, and <laughs> cave duck, and, and then cave duck, and Bubba, yeah, Bubba duck, Bubba duck. Uh, Bubba. You're doing this Bubba. just to make me mad. <laughs> Would you like it to Dude, be more he, composed? He has no or? fucking notes. You know he doesn't have notes right now. <laughs> um, so they're disappointed because there's only three kinds of milkshakes. Yeah. yeah. Vanilla, Which strawberry, is, and chocolate. Uh, was that Neapolitan or N- Napolitano? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My love of no- novelty makes this story surprisingly resonant. Does it? Yeah. I'm, I'm always being disappointed in ice cream flavors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's the worst is when you get like a, a standard flavor like vanilla or something, and then it comes out like ass, and you like just get like a really bad milkshake. How yeah. can you fuck up vanilla? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yet people do it constantly. Yep. Good vanilla is really good. Yeah. It is. It's a top tier ice cream. You know vanilla good is strawberry orchid, does right? not break into the top tier. A strawberry is garbage. It's okay. It's average at best. Tier I, two, possibly tier three ice cream. It's mm, not tier one. Uh, yeah, I would I would put it D tier. Vanilla is an orchid and it could be uh pretty tricky to grow sometimes. Oh. So a good vanilla <laughs> Oh real vanilla? Really no, ninety nine percent of vanilla is like artificial vanilla flavor. Well yeah, of course it is. That's, That's why vanilla, vanilla is like, like, like olive oil. oil. 
Yeah. That's why whenever I make creme brulee, I use real vanilla bean. Yeah, this stuff's like more expensive than cilantro. Like you just split Mm. the vanilla bean and you put it into the cream and you let it uh, mull for about half an hour and it just extracts all that yummy vanilla. I'm assuming vanilla bean is a stripper. Do you see how we can't move forward? (laughs) What? I was going to ask an episode-related question. (laughs) Hey, Matt. Oh, yeah. Notice how the the ice cream, the the soda jerk guy is is a dog. Mm-hmm. Do dogs have specific roles in this cartoon? Yeah, they're, do they they're do the blue class. collar roles? Yeah, but then, I mean, so were all the doctors pigs? Like, would like attorneys be pigs? Yes. Yeah. And oh, so all like all the, the all uh, the pigs are the professional class. All of the um, um, the idle rich are ducks. Idle rich are ducks. Yeah, all of the dogs are. Um, Blue collar workers, like, mm-hmm. or like shopkeepers and such, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then the bottom of the bottom are humans. Um, yeah, it's racially well. Yes, their culture is clearly built on human slave labor. Is there actually humans in this cartoon? No, no. <laughs> I was gonna say you don't see them. They I was gonna say that would really tie yeah. into your one universe theory later They're on. More like is, warlocks. If there were humans mm-hmm. in here. Um, well, maybe so we need to it. save that for the one universe theory then. Mm-hmm. If there are humans, it would ruin it. But not all animals are are sentient in this show because they show him with a trophy moose head on the wall. So only a or select maybe no, they are. Or, it's just really no. fucked up. No, he yeah, mur- that's a yeah, man he it's murdered like that. and mounted on the wall. It's like island. That's a uh, yeah, island dude. Well, the Moreau. most dangerous game. Yes. No, I mean, there's also they've talked a lot about this, like Pluto and um, Goofy. Goofy. Goofy, yeah. The the classic. Uh, but yes, they they are animals who have animal pets. I think technically Goofy is supposed to be a cow, not a dog. Originally, his name was Dippy Dog with a W. Oh, was he it? did fall in oh. love with yeah. the cow in uh, the Three Musketeers? Uh, That's Clarabelle. Yeah, Clarabelle the cow. Um, so that would give some data for Adam's hypothesis. No, he <laughs> he's got milky fever. So how do we get here? We started in the soda jerk, and now so, Scrooge yeah. is scratching his back with a head no. of a sentient All right. No, there's there's the, a big there's a big uh, falls on gap him. there. So, so the kids decide that they want to uh, open a malt shop, uh, and they go to Scrooge to ask for money, which he denies them. Yeah, and that's when he says, "You're ten now. You'll have plenty of time to become yucky yuppie ducks when you get older." So, right, don't push plot it. point. And then he starts scratching his ass off with a yeah, moose head. And it's uh, because suddenly he's come down with a fit of uh, itchiness. And he goes to the doctor. No, and... he he says, forget the hospital being a miserly old duck. He ends up going to the free clinic. So he's not yeah. even going to pay for you know his, his health care. He's going to go and take advantage of, you know... The free the social on the backs of uh, of the taxpayers. And, yeah, and they, do, they do a good job of making this look very shitty. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but that's and, true. Like he, he's taking advantage of the uh, social safety nets that are in place by the government instead of actually paying the way that he should be paying. This is just a, this is just a prime example of how Reaganomics does not work because there's no trickle down economics from Scrooge McDuck. Plus, keep in mind that he doesn't actually invest his money. He literally keeps his money in a, a safe deposit box or a gigantic shoebox. So he doesn't pay any tax on capital gains or anything. That money literally sits there tax free. Um, no, in the in the comics, he owns like 
multiple, multiple companies and has a ton of investments, and most of his yeah. wealth is not in the bin. It's just the wealth well, that he has. He personally has an emotional attachment to. Yeah, and in, in, in this as well, he does have multiple business ventures, and he because he because he has. Well, we'll get to it a little bit later on where he has uh, executives from as many companies talking. This is a question like he goes into that free clinic, and it's not like it. It, it looks like he's gone into 1930s Ellis Island. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like this is another one of those cartoons that's kind of like timeless. They don't actually have a, a time frame yeah, yeah. for when everything is happening. This is a different cartoon that takes place, like we talked about with Heathcliff, in cartoon time. Which like, is Canada. In... <laughs> <laughs> is this like pre or post Catholic Church Canada? Like, are they murdering people and throwing them in unmarked graves in this timeline? Or are we past that? <laughs> I have to assume well, so, because I have to assume they're still doing that, right? Well, apparently. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, also, cranes or geese are like the secretaries or... Um, uh, yeah, the, the... Okay. excellent excellent point. Are the birds with the with the, like, the peaked beaks... beaks yeah. Those are storks. Are they... Storks. Oh, they're all storks. Like, so, so, like uh, gyroduck. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Are, are they the, like, um, secretarial um, assistant... Um, they're more like the, the class. Women. technical class. Technical they're more class. the technical the class. Yeah. They're the middle class. Women. Did anyone <laughs> catch women. in the... It's exactly... Dude, watch. They're all women. Did anyone Except catch when duck. he was in the doctor's office? Gyro duck doesn't okay, have Okay, all right. Let's move on. Did he the... sees the doctor. Yeah. yeah, he sees the doctor, but did you see the eye chart? Yeah, it says yes. ska on it. No, it says ask <laughs> about Illuminati. Oh, Look wow. at it again, because at first I saw Damn. a sky and I'm like ha ha la, and I was looking and all of a sudden I saw down like three four lines down it said alumum uh, alum and I'm like oh wait hold on I got to go back and thank goodness you know it for does. YouTube and rewinding it ask you, about you read Illuminati it, ask about Illuminati it's, and I'm like holy shit it, this is a whole new level it augbooks it augbox yeah because at three twenty three the at economics of Duckburg are the most they don't make any sense. Like no one who knows. No, we're talking about, about the Illuminati. Theory. What's that? No, no, we're talking about the Illuminati. I, I, I'm, I'm impressed you caught that, Mike, because I had to. I, I did see the scoffing, and I had to look it up to find like the rest of the Illuminati message. Yeah, I, it, it's my eye. Kind of, like I don't know. Like I can see wrapped words pretty like immediately, <laughs> and it it just jumped right out. I'm like, ask about Illuminati. Like, it just... Yeah, I didn't even catch that. It's beautiful, Mike. It was it was the eye chart for the for the awoke. It once, once the bottom line, though, it's it's I it's... Thug boys. Illuminati, you pug boys? It's all boys. Thug boys. Pug boys. Tug boys. I, it's no, blurry no, go, online. Go to 320. See, see, when you go... When they go to the close-up, the words change. Oh... Uh... It, they must have like it must have been a, everyone in on it because it's in multiple multiple backgrounds. It is, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So when at three thirty nine, you you see you it close up, close up, yeah. and it says, "Yeah, Turk boys, yeah, or Tug it's a boys." Bit scrambled. No, ask a Illuminati monk. I think it's T T A U G, Tug boys. Yeah, ask when they, when they go to the close up, it's either censored or Illumin some sort of overseas letter scramble happened. Yeah, but at three twenty three, it's very uh, uh, very clear that yeah. it says "ask about Illuminati." Um, three thirty nine, it's it's different. It's yeah. it's a totally different thing. That's amazing. 
because I, I I was very concerned with about the economics of Duckburg, but the fact that this is like all being controlled by the Illuminati makes a lot more sense. <laughs> the Duck Illuminati, yeah, which is ducking crazy. Well, no, because we know. I mean, the ducks are clearly like the upper class, but maybe there's another animal level that we haven't even touched yet. We don't see them. They're the Illuminati. The mice. It's the humans. It's it's Mickey fucking Mouse. He controls it all. I'm thinking this fits very nicely into our one universe theory. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll it, we'll cover that yeah. at the end. All right. So he's got a very serious um, skin condition called loot lice which he finds out from the german pig doctor so he storms out because he got accused of being penniless um and the little bandit lice uh, are munching away at him yeah the loot lice look a lot like the beagle boys in lice form they're just masked they're masked uh lice they they've got the the raccoon in the history of time has any self-respecting burglar ever put on just a, a mask around their eyes and expected that to like shield their identity. Cause at least like with the pantyhose, that makes sense because it kind of distorts your face, but like just covering up your, your eyes. eyebrows, like your Zorro or some shit. Yeah. yeah that's enough to yeah. actually disguise yourself. Well, the important part is these guys are also wearing their serial numbers as well. So there's no mistaking who they are. Yeah. So each of the each of the Beagle Boys have a little sign underneath their neck with their serial number for when they're in jail. Well, there it's a classic revolving door um, prison um, kind of situation of the '80s and '90s where recidivism recidivism was uh, really really bad, and you just left and cycled through a halfway home and then immediately went back into crime and then found your way back into prison. Why even bother take the, the 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 numbers off. Recidivism. Recidivism. I know. Thug boys. Yep. That makes Looked sense. it up because at four twenty eight it says ask about Illuminati. And it's very clear that there's an exclamation point and it says T A U G boys. And so I I looked it up if Taug was something, but the original one says Thug Boys. Thug boys. So whoever the Thug Boys are, the Thug Boys put that up there. Uh, in the wiki, it says that nobody's really sure why the animators went with that joke. So that's some sort of inside joke that mm. they uh, they put into the episode. Fair enough. Fair enough. Thug so, boys. Thug boys. And so Mike, thanks scene, for letting us use your car as an f shack. So now Dirty Scrooge Mike is Bubble Boy. Boys. He's not allowed to have contact with money for a, an entire week. But he doesn't have any comforts of life in that bubble. Yeah, like they money. just stick him in a. A, a bubble, like though he doesn't have a bed, he doesn't have like they don't have like, a means of feeding him or anything. Or anything. Yeah. He's just in a fucking bubble. Now, is it is it derogatory when a duck calls a non-duck a quack? Hmm. Because Scrooge calls no, the I believe that any any pun in a Disney cartoon is just allowed, right? Like as long as it's a pun, yeah, yeah. As long as it's as long as it's a pun, then it's all fair game, and everyone just understands that in the society. Yeah, I, I guess, and you know, it's just to be assumed that every one of the characters is a Nazi sympathizer, probably also. <coughs> yeah, like Walt probably. Disney. That's was. fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. 
I, I mean, the the children are always in the shadow of their creator. Um, so they're all secretly oh, Nazis. I mean, that's pretty bleak, let's get into like... that because, again, Huey, Dewey, and Louie are horrible people. Extortionists. <laughs> <laughs> they're just, they, they are mischievous children. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they're extortionists. They're, uh, they perpetrate fraud left and right. They, uh, Impersonators. They, they're embezzlers. Uh, charlatans. They embezzle constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they run up debts. Yep. So uh, this is about the time where this uh, cartoon turns into a um, really bad or either really bad or really, really good episode of Shark Tank. In which uh, the sharks just sort of pitch their own ideas and fund them themselves. And to be fair, their first three ideas turned out to be moneymakers. Like where they wanted to acquire the Calisota Steelers, which, if you look on Wikipedia, is the only time in this series they ever mention the name of the state. Oh, really? Located in okay. Yep. They they have the state though listed in uh, as like a pre thought location because uh, Carl Barks wanted to make it a combination of California and Minnesota, so he, he always called it a Calisota yeah. himself. It may have appeared in, in the comics, but this is the only time in the animated in the series. Cartoon, yeah. okay. So they cool. they buy the baseball team. They also start trading in baseball card stock because they know that if they buy the team, there's going to be interest in it. Kids are going to go ahead and start trading for the cards. The cards are going to start to get purchased. Then they, they create essentially Baskin-Robbins uh, frap shop with 31 flavors, including watermelon being the most delicious one, and they franchise it. But I'm and pretty like, sure that those were moneymakers. These, these were all moneymakers, but they were also like – they were – bad ideas on the boys parts because they basically just said hey we want money to make our own ice cream shop and they're like okay what other ideas do you have and they said baseball cards and then the adults extrapolated off of them just saying baseball cards well the first the first two they didn't know what they were doing the yeah. only real idea is the malt shop yeah the other two ideas were like they didn't understand what uh, talking about. What, what, what the people were uh, talking sure. about on the phone and they suggested that these weird investments yeah. And that's what led to the baseball card crash of the 90s. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All comic books had to replace them. Yeah, yeah, this led directly to the creation of Wild Cats. <laughs> so did the Simpsons nice. rip off the gag of them designing their own car, which was a failure? Or was that the, like... That Simpsons, I mean, that Simpsons episode was two years later. Yeah. And when they started designing the car, I was like, yes, come on, Homer Mobile. <laughs> yep, and it had the bubble top and everything, and the mm-hmm. fins on the back. Yep. Uh, yep. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, so, so that's, like a, that's like to... a classic trope. They do that in tons of cartoons. Yeah, I think it's important to state, to state though, um, that they're pitching these ideas to business folks that are calling Scrooge's landline that the boys weren't supposed to be touching. And they just answered the phone and then just sort of started having word vomit that turned into a bunch of good business ideas. That then Again. The, well, uh, the don't business forget about Bubba saying bye-bye yeah i mean again and i'll come back to this but there's no moral law in duckburg oh no no not at all and uh and these ceos the, of various companies are basically just taking their ideas yeah like okay these first three work let's actually have a sit-down meeting and we can talk about the rest of your ideas because you could run this business the same right. as scrooge mcduck because apparently ideas are just as good as follow-through when these boys aren't following through with anything they are also adults. They should know about the way we get out of the episode, but yeah. they they go along with it because they're greedy capitalists. Yep, yep. 
Yeah, um, I, communism for the masses. I feel Let's like they're rise just up. hapless. Worker class for everybody. <laughs> May Day. They're, they're, Soviet Union will rise again. Everybody so, loves Putin. They're, they're just bumbling their way I'm from one, agree. one event to the next. You know, it's just, I'm going to yeah. go get another beer. Hmm. So the, the, um, the important thing is they have a bunch of different ideas that they pitch. Well, they just... And they're just presented with things, and then they start like making up crazy stuff. Yeah, but one of the ideas they had was just before its time, was like an actual money maker, and that was the wearable Bluetooth uh, earring headphones. They basically just came up with wireless headphones. Yeah, earrings. Sure. They were mm-hmm. earrings that played AM FM, AM FM radios, basically. And they would have been cheap too, because they say in the, they say in the episode that they're zircon, like yeah, they're not exactly. real diamonds. Exactly. <laughs> now you got to remember back then, though, the um, miniaturization of electronics, uh, the transistor, uh, the the amount of transistors you could put on a yeah. chip were. Uh, <laughs> The, the technology did not exist. You got to remember yeah. back then th- that cell phones were the size of briefcases because, and now, you know, you could fit them in your palm because of, it's all about the transistor um, miniaturization process where you can get uh, the, the chips ever smaller. So they're actually talking about yeah. a yes. futuristic this was all that analog. didn't even exist. They're saying the, the electronics cost more than a diamond. Yeah. Yeah. It, like it, so these were digital ideas in an analog age. Yeah, and um, but this is this is a, a world of of sentient animals and ducks, sapient yeah. animals and ducks. Like uh, who who knows what level of technology they have? We have to assume that it's going to be equivalent to uh, samurai pizza cat level of technology. Oh, I mean, <laughs> it, they have a time machine. Like they go back in time. Oh, we should incorporate that into the one universe. <laughs> the time machine. Let's just break it even more. Excellent. Now, did they actually come up with the thirty-one? Like, did Basket or Robbins uh, come up with the thirty-one flavors yes. after this? No, no. They, they had a well this is a Baskin Robbins yeah. has been around forever. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they surpassed thirty-one flavors at some point in time, and they just kept the the logo. I wonder where that came from. The thirty-one flavors. Yeah, it's like the number of cases that they wanted to have in each. <laughs> <laughs> in each uh, restaurant it's how, it's how many would fit so then from that point on the boys are now there's a endless line going out of Scrooge McDuck's business as everyone is pitching all these ideas to these new entrepreneurs these yuppie ducks and this this shark they're tank all, they're this all wearing uh, duck coordinated tank. Coordinated suits with wide ties and big shoulders and, and tie clips. The tie I did yeah. like the 80s power suit yeah. Yeah. that was included in it. The boys are no longer just wearing T-shirts and no pants. They are they're dressed to the nines. I'm surprised they, can... they didn't have them pushing their sleeves up, the sleeves of their blazers up. Yeah, yeah. To make it even oh, yeah. more uh, they 80s. They should have put a, like, a, a white dust on their bills. Yeah. No cufflinks either. I do think that a lot of the costuming of like all of the business people and board members that come visit them is was pretty good because they were like all different time timelines and eras of yeah. different bankers. So they're like there was like seventies businessman and like a lot of like nineteen twenties and thirties businessmen. Yeah. They even had like the the pig monopoly man basically, which yeah, I just assumed that he was a, a banker because it's a part of the professional class. The guy with the earrings 
is very 80s. He's wearing a three-piece suit, vest, everything. And then in the, the very next scene, you have the two guys from the 70s who have the huge mutton chops and then, like, the wide lapeled suits and everything. But, yeah. yeah, I I picked up on that, too. And and the lady who pitches the making of Webster's Dictionary, which is the... She was a teacher. The classic. Yeah, she's theme. from Scrooge Public Radio or, like... Uh, McDuck Public Radio or yeah, something. Yeah. He like he runs McDuck a educational public... TV. Yeah, she, they, basically NPR, but like, yeah. So he like runs everything. It would be yeah. NPR if it was like a for profit. If NPR was for profit, basically, right? So like Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, oh my. <laughs> so. Uh, all of the ideas that the boys have wind up going bust, and well, all of other the than different... the very first ones, other than the first, yeah, three. all the follow-on ones. But yeah. uh, this led to all the executives for all the ancillary businesses attached to uh, McDuck Industries coming by the mansion and going and basically taking money out of the money bin to pay yeah. off all the bad debts that they, that were incurred making these things. There is a short scene in there where they thwart the. Uh, uh, Beagle Boys. Beagle Boys. Yeah, where they try to and, come in and steal everything after finding out yeah. Scrooge McDuck was in, was out for a week. Yes. There is quite the amount of violence in his uh, in his theft protection system. Yeah. There's a shark tank, a spike pit, uh, battleship cannons that come out of the wall. I mean, why not? Machine guns, all kinds of stuff. And then, like, a pit to nowhere. Why don't I recap the episode to get us back on track? Up to this point. Okay. Go for it, Dave. So, so, So this show is about an old business tycoon who's an asshole to everyone, and his company is staffed by his relatives. He yes. claims to be rich but actually has no money. <laughs> and when he contracts a disease he has to be quarantined for, it's the taxpayers who has to have to foot his medical bills. And he's pumped full of fucking steroids. <laughs> The next scene is where the Beagle Boys try to break into the vault, and uh, that uh, ties into where Derek was saying that this vault is very heavily, heavily protected. Um, mm-hmm. They realize that it's probably a bad idea, and they should just go back to baking. Um, as Ma Beagle says, I have some something in the oven or something. Um, and then so you've yeah, missed something earlier. Yeah, she's always that's, making gross food. She's so. making that's food the first with... Tools to break them out of jail. They have crowbars and nail uh, and and bar files and guns and stuff. There's always something baked into her her pastries to break the Beagle Boys out of jail. Yeah, yeah. It's like back when we were kids, and that we were told that there'd be like razor blades, sewing needles, and cocaine in our Halloween candy. Yeah, I wish yeah. there was cocaine. That would have been right. One fun October. I know. Where's those? Where's that <laughs> Halloween candy that's, that's that has the, the urban legend that nobody is going to give you the children drugs on Halloween? Yeah. Hey, where'd you put the drugs? Oh, in the candy. What? Why did you do that? Wait, wait a minute. All of our drugs we just handed out to the neighborhood, and we have no drugs. Well, we we did wind up yeah. moving past a, a lot of this already. Um, so the, the boys realize that the money bin is empty, so they need to start filling it back up. So they do a whole bunch of weird odd jobs. They metal detect. pull out a metal detector to try to find coins wherever they can. So they help wait, like little ladies well, across the street. This is when they commit their mini crimes. But the scene before oh, that, really? yeah, this is this is when they start basically becoming extortionists and uh, yeah. um, thieves. They wander Scarous. around stealing money and scam artists. Yeah. Um, confidence men. 
to try to make up the money. But the scene before that, where they're standing over the empty vault, is particularly key. Because I think this represent they, this is the moment in which they postulate that they could come clean, but they, they decide, decide not to. They decide not to, and this is yeah, a very they, key scene. They bring up like what was it like the Junior Explorers or something like that? Junior Woodchucks. Yeah, yeah. They, like should we abide by the Boy Scouts code of honor? And they're like, "Fuck no, we're gonna go fleece old ladies." <laughs> right. This is this is the moment in which they are unredeemable, and they will learn no lesson, and yeah. they will continue to do horrible, horrible things to cover up their crimes. Yep. Yeah, I think the only thing they did that was uh, cool and legitimate was when they did the dinosaur rides, but that was still them basically extorting their friend Bubba and yeah. forcing people to like ride Bubba's pet. So yeah, they were exploiting exploiting animal labor. Yeah, and for only twenty five cents, like. It seems like if you could ride a dinosaur, it would be like in Jurassic World where people pay like tens of thousands of dollars to do that. I feel like private travel in the space is worth billions. Riding a dinosaur would be similar. Yeah. It's the only fucking dinosaur. Like you don't get you can go into space more than once. You can only ride a dinosaur once. It's true. Well, I mean, I actually think that the riding the dinosaur would be relatively cheap to the group that gets to eat the dinosaur. <laughs> Oh yeah, I would pay for a dino ribeye. Yeah, that would yeah. that would be the thing that would be a billion dollars right there. So. Yeah, you'd like go in and they'd they'd bring it in and it would be huge and your car would tip over. Yeah, because it was so big when they put it on the tray and your feet would be just sort of kicking outside of the car. Yeah, yeah, as you snarf Crazy. delicious dinosaur meat. Snarf. Do reptiles have rib- ribeyes? I guess they would. True story. Um, back in the, I don't know, in, before, in the before four. Uh, probably back, not, because they were basically birds, so, so probably they, not. Yeah, you could probably get a hell of a chicken wing out of one. Scientists actually found <laughs> a frozen woolly mm. mammoth in the permafrost uh, in Siberia, and yes. it was actually in remarkable condition in the fact that there's even uh, muscle and uh, stuff still on there. So in grand fashion back then they decided well let's eat it and see what woolly mammoth tastes like yeah. and despite you know being frozen for 30 or 60,000 years uh it was still rancid and everyone <laughs> proceeded to spit it out and vomit and um it was just absolutely disgusting so from um, what i understand that that hasn't happened just once what i understand that's happened quite a few times in, uh, in Russia. <laughs> Stupid humans never learn. Do you guys understand how much vodka Russians consume in like one social setting? Yeah. Um, three that hectares. Was, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of vodka involved in that when they were like, all right, let's do it. Let's oh, yeah. eat this woolly mammoth. And someone's like, it's been dead for 30 million years. And they're like, ah, fuck it, whatever, we're good. It's they, in they the like, shut up, you fucking capitalist. <laughs> but they're like, you yeah. know, the freezer works perfectly well. Um, my meat that's in the freezer has been fine. So the permafrost is like... Yeah, like never really mind that freezer. the woolly mammoth died of natural causes after falling into like some boiling pit of sulfur, fucking deteriorated, and then got frozen. Yeah, there's right. that. Eat it. After Huey, Dewey, and Louie have tried have tried to extort, lie, and steal the money to make up the difference. They start by um, trying to dissuade Scrooge from coming back to his bin. Well, he, I, th- I think what's important is they, they fail to fill up the money bin, but do you see that pile of cash they created? 
That's not nothing. It's It's a pretty decent amount of money they got. (laughs) I mean, it's still a pile. Yeah. Like, Like, that's after, like, one day. Think about, like, if they actually put their heart to it. it. I'll give them the hustle. They have the hustle. Can Can we talk about the best part of this episode where they're trying to dissuade Scrooge from going back? No, yeah. They say that Louie has a stomach bug mm-hmm. and that he turns into a fucking vampire. Blah. Yeah. And he shoves vampire teeth in his mouth and he remarks that someone has a very nice neck. And I just <laughs> thought that was completely out of place in the episode. Uh, yeah, Oops. I really enjoyed it. It <laughs> yeah. was great. <laughs> it was great, but also, like, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> very oh, dumb. Oh, it was so friggin' dumb. But it was, com- I just thought it was very out of place. Like, not like, oh, I'm sick or whatever, because there's at least some amount of ground in reality. And he's like, I am a vampire. He went full vampire. (laughs) In any way, they fail in keeping Scrooge away from the bin. Yeah. He, he, uh, without even looking, tries to dive into his beloved bin and then face plants, uh, leaving a a, a Scrooge-shaped dent in the concrete. Yeah, he then gets goes back to the hospital, and then the Beagle Gang shows up dressed like members of the Oliver Stone movie Platoon uh, with the intent on breaching the door and taking the money. Which somehow manages to bypass all the security somehow, I guess. Because well, no one was at the desk. Yeah. They all have multiple bandoliers of ammo and, and cartridges. Yeah, they've got bazookas. M16s and a bazooka yeah. and everything, and they all very, very importantly have no sleeves. Yes. Well, no. Some of them. Have oh no, the two two guys, the two like super privates do, but, but mom, like, everybody else is. She does, mom, she yeah, dude. Sleeves. Mom also face plants into the bottom. Yeah, she dives the... in as well, and it's not mom, Ma's been in Nam a couple years before. It's yeah, Ma. No, Ma. She's she's a Nam vet. Like she knows. Yeah. Like combat ops, first thing that goes are sleeves. Like you need you need to have the guns out <laughs> to fight the VC. So they're both in the hospital room, and this is when the boys decide that they're going to run away. It's the only, you know, it's the only real solution is, you know, when you can't face your problems, you run away. Mm -hmm. I think there is a secondary solution that was uh, prophesized by Bender. And it was if you cannot achieve it on your own, you build your own casino with blackjack and hookers. Mm -hmm. They did not really explore that option. No. Instead, Uh, they do use a cop out where they say. Where they talk to a uh, cop. Yeah. Where the cop informs them about child labor laws. Yeah. Right, where they say that basically all of their decisions were illegal and null and valid, in invalid, and when and they it's tell not this, their fucking fault, it's yeah. the board's. Yeah. And when they tell the board, the board says, "Well, cancel every contract." They're like, oh, you're right. We're just going to undo everything. Right, and put it all back the way it was, despite the fact that, you know, in a real business, real business, that would have cost billions and billions of dollars. You can't just and put it would, back a car. Yeah. And it would have cost billions of dollars in labor, most importantly. Recall so yes. the, way that, the way that they were able to reverse all this was they essentially took the paychecks back from the folks who were doing the labor. This is all the horrible capitalistic system that winds up destroying the mm-hmm. uh, proletariat. This is the bourgeoisie basically hoarding their yes. ability or hoarding the uh, status quo over the proletariat. Well, they get refunds for all the materials, and of course, um, as we know, material is the only thing that goes into products. <laughs> at least they didn't get it a is. government bailout. So Scrooge McDuck is at least better than um, the banking system. Or... I mean, Scrooge McDuck is a hardcore Republican. Yeah, yeah, uh, he is conservative. School. Oh yeah, old school. He's a he's a Reagan Republican. Yes, 
And as when he wakes up in his uh, hospital bed, they proceed to fucking gaslight him. Yep. You imagine that. That he never saw his bin empty. God, what a bunch of terrible fucking ducks. They're horrible <laughs> people. They're really horrible people. The disgusting ducks. Scrooge returns home, and there is a, a short, uh, tacked-on ending where there is one nickel missing. He can feel it, and Huey drops in a single nickel, and everything returns to normal. A gold nickel. So in... In Calisota, it's gold. He was actually yeah. withholding a nickel. He tried to, the, as as the last insult to injury, he was mm-hmm. actually he tried to steal. He tried to, he yeah. tried to steal. I, I love that they actually did get to show Scrooge swimming in his money. If he didn't. I, I don't know if there's ever an episode that that doesn't happen, but it does. This, this wouldn't feel like a real episode of DuckTales if he wasn't swimming in his ducking money. Um, it, that, did, it did warm the cockles of my heart, I, yeah. I will admit. Did it warm the sub-cockles? Um, Anne, the, the herb cockles. I am mm. uh, curious if you fellas ever watched the movie, the DuckTales movie. Of course. I, I believe I did as a child. Okay. Um, I, I believe that I watched that movie probably at least twice a week for probably like three years. <laughs> so. Woo. <laughs> Aggressive. Yes, yes. Um, however, to this day, like right now, if I, if now that I'm thinking about to it, I just kind of know the general plot to it. So. Um, I don't even What was I the plot to that? I don't they, remember. They find a, a golden lamp that has a genie yeah. in it and Scrooge McDuck's arch nemesis. Uh, has a special jewel that they could put over top of the lamp that would give him infinite wishes. That was such a cop out. That's right. But the but Huey, Dewey, and Louie they they like they all had their own three wishes and they had to like wish properly. And uh, Scrooge McDuck's uh, arch nemesis basically takes everything from Scrooge and takes mm-hmm. his empire, takes his money, destroys Scrooge. Um, that's but then all the, they have really a count off, like at the end. Uh, and there was some weird subplot with Miracle Fruit or whatever. There's these like glowing fruits um which actually plays into the end because um they decide that uh the winner is whoever has the most money and they have these gigantic scales uh and they weighed each other's money and these glowing fruit uh allowed them to create a little x marks a spot where scrooge had they they had this entire um floating palace that was full of gold and they dropped all that money into uh on, on the x and in scrooge one and then it was determined that the other guy cheated because uh one of the bars of gold got flung from the bad guys mm-hmm. and it was iron it was iron instead and yeah so, which i think actually weighs less than gold but i don't really know <laughs> but it's cheaper so you can put more of them in there you know it's, there you yeah. go it's, yeah. it's the old thing what weighs more a pound of gold or a pound of iron <laughs> is that God. the old thing? Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's I believe it's a. I don't. I think it's a pound that. of nails or a pound of feathers. Yeah, no. or a no, pound of did. bricks and a pound of feathers. Pound pound of dildos. It's a ton of dildos and a ton of uh, French ticklers. Well, mm-hmm. what weighs more, Ooh. a Which crap ton more? or a shit ton? A crud ton beats them both. Mm. A fuck ton. What so is it called? I have a legit, vapor? A legit question. Uh, about the the four Disney series, 
so this one this one ran from what eighty seven to ninety, and then Darkwing Duck was ninety one, ninety two, whatever. Yeah, I think whatever, this I think this had a little Google bit of overlap like with it. Darkwing Duck. I think this one went eighty seven to ninety one. I think did it not? But what, whatever, Pretty whatever good. it was. I, don't know, I stopped the, the question when I grew up. The question oh, I had with it. What, is, like, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy who watches nonstop cartoons. Uh, no, you're right. Was Darkwing Duck a no. character in this show and he got a spinoff? Was was he like somebody that they talked about or interacted with or whatever? No, it, it I was, actually uh, don't know. Or did they just Launchpad say we want to do DuckTales Batman? Launch, Launchpad McQuack um, was the. He was uh, the crossover character. He was mm-hmm. the crossover character, yeah. So Launchpad McQuack was the the connecting tissue there. Launchpad was not Gizmo. No, he wasn't. He wasn't Gyro. Or Gyro. Yeah, I don't actually no, know. Yeah, he was. No, he Gizmo. was Gizmo Duck. Gyro made the suit, but Gizmo Duck was the name of the superhero persona. Launchpad McQuack yes. was the one that took on the superhero persona because he accidentally tripped. And no, fell no, into no. The it was no. it was Fenton Crackshell. Um, he was the bean counter. That was the one who counted all of Scrooge's money in the oh, reservoir. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. You're right. So, Lunchpad McQuack was the the pilot duck. Yeah, he was the big. Yeah, he was, was the big jaw. Yeah. You know. You know. He was a bit of a doofus. Macho, macho yeah. doofus. But but Fenton um, was the one that said blather and blatherskite all yeah, the time. You're right. And he was the he, skinny one. He was like the the skinny. Um, yeah. He looks so. like Donald Duck with a mohawk or you yeah. know, with a poof or whatever. But yeah, yeah. he was He's a swan that... and Launchpad is a goal. Yeah. Here's what I wanted to postulate. I, I, now, stick with me. So in this uh, microcosm of Duckburg Woo, uh, it's clear that Scrooge is essentially God, right? He, he is has, the corporate master. He has all the money. He has all the moral authority. He is, t- <laughs> he is Tim Apple. Uh, yeah, he, he's clearly God. And when yeah. I think that when the duck, when Huey, Dewey, and Louie um, start trying to uh, fix the problem by essentially stealing and extorting money and then lying or uh, nulling and invalidating all of their contracts. I yeah. think it's postulating that in in this duck universe, salvation by works is possible. You don't need to have actual faith in the God figure. You can save yourself by pure work. Well, yeah, that's kind of what the God figure teaches in this particular universe. He's the one that always says that it's through hard work and saving that you build a fortune. Sure, and, and we know that redemption is only found through money in this universe. So it's not yes. even necessarily that hard work is what what redeems you. It's the hard work creates the product of money, and money is the thing that winds up bringing you salvation. I mean, this is at odds with every modern theology that it, by it's not by works alone that you can save yourself. You you have to use faith and mm-hmm. works. Well, I guess, I guess in a sense that there's faith that they will make money through their hustle. <laughs> That's, but I mean, no, but there is a tangible, but, no, because there is a tangible, like you get the tangible reward from doing the thing, which is the money. Yeah. Yeah. But that's so. the work. That's labor. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, like, it sends a very mixed message. Well, it sends a horrible message to, uh, to kids. Like if kids are watching this, it's like, oh, if I screw up, I'm a kid. So everything can be undone. It doesn't matter what right. I do. 
my decisions to have no consequences. Yeah, the things that I do, the the horrible uh, uh, way that I treat the people around me is of no consequence because we can return things back to the status quo by talking to an authority figure who right. then will tell me how to do it. And then all I have to do is inform the rest of uh, the individuals involved and they'll just go with it. Yeah, and again, like child labor is the problem. So labor is what makes you into an actual person. So it's it's really you you do not become a person until you able till you're able to contribute to capitalism. So no, yeah, but it's that last part is the important part because it's child labor laws that they're right. talking about. So the, the saying, kids like, can you, part, the kids you don't can have labor no autonomy, and you are not a person until you are able to labor. Until you're able to earn but, money from labor, that's the specific part. Because kids can still labor no. and do things. On their own. No, like that's why communism is superior. If they're climbing because a tree, then we can put the or children if they're like running to and playing yeah. or fighting, and or then if the they're children like are having people some sort of too. contest with each other, that's them laboring. How do you think they're we're going to? I agree. It. It's not until they make the money. How do you think we're going to sew Nike? We shoes? need a narco-communist syndicate, dude. Communism. But, but okay, so but Nike I will shoes say, using eight-year-olds again, narco. <laughs> that's how we fund. Is that, our, is that what gold dust like, really is? Brandy or? addiction. No, that's called North Korea. Um, <laughs> but I do think it's interesting that essentially this uh, uh, patriarchy, like this all-male patriarchy, is set up in contrast. Well, all-male capitalist patriarchy is set up in contrast to a, um, a matriarchy that is essentially a, a kleptocracy okay. in, in, in the uh, Beagle Boys. In the Beagle Boys, yeah. yeah. Right. So Ma Beagle... It rules her her many children, and they have like a form of a government based on theft. Yes. Do you think that she was influenced by Ma? What's her face in the Goonies? <laughs> no, I think so. No, because I think this predates that. Yeah. If anything, no, it's... the Go- the Goonies were like 1985, dude. No, yes, the, but the the comics, the comics this is based on yeah. this started oh, really? in the forties. Like way, way, way back. Ah, so then, do you think that she was influenced by Ma Beagle? Yes, actually. And in fact, they have stated, like, both Lucas, Spielberg, and a bunch of directors have stated that the uh, the Carl Barks, Donald Duck, and Scrooge McDuck. His universe, yeah. The, yeah, uh, his, the, the Barkerverse. Yeah. yeah uh, had a huge influence on all the things that they created. Including, uh, oh, really? What's his face? Christopher Nolan. Yep. So, all right, then, honest question here. This isn't me being facetious so the scenes in which the ducks were essentially what i thought were recreating indiana jones were those done first in the barkerverse like riding the mine cart down a thing climbing a kind of an obelisk to fight over a genie lamp yeah. all, all um, the i think it's a things. bit of i yeah. think it's a bit of back and forth okay i'm like pretty sure the, for the for this cartoon most likely it came from indiana jones like it was probably right. refined through the lens of Indiana Jones, but they might Lucas may have gotten uh, some of those ideas from Donald okay. Duck. So yeah, I mean, because I I, no, I noticed it was very very similar, and there was there was a couple scenes. I mean, even Launchpad flies a biplane, and and I do remember as a child they're always going on adventures, which are kind of similar well, in scope to some of I the, mean, the grand adventure films from whether the 30s or the early 80s with Indiana Jones and the Mummy. These are all outgrowth of the pulp stories from yeah, like yeah. the the. 20s 30s and 40s yeah like flash so these, these and, played on those yeah. and both indiana jones and the duckiverse like mined the same territory and this is part of the branding for scrooge when they um decided to flip him from an antagonist to a protagonist they basically 
no longer have him be an industrial capitalist. They rather made him an adventure capitalist. And they specifically called him an adventure capitalist. And the idea was Ooh, he like, words. went out to seek out his fortune and like did archaeological digs and went treasure hunting. Yeah, stole so, from indigenous peoples. Yeah. Uh, appropriated their cultural artifacts. They basically turned him into uh, L. Ron Hubbard, so... <laughs> Did he write really shitty science fiction and then create his own navy called the Sea Cadets or whatever the uh-huh. fuck? That then just went mm-hmm. from island to island looking for sea gold. Org. His sea sea org. org, yeah. That went from island to island. He couldn't island even come up with for... a good second name. Well, like... he he did that because he was wanted in the States, so he had, yeah, to, he had to go 12 to sea. miles out. Yeah, he had to be in yeah. international waters all the time. But no, and the way he, he kept everybody uh, busy was they were kept looking for gold that his past lives buried in different islands. Uh, so well, there's also the sex. Hunting, so. and then, there was yeah, also bang, the anyway. sex and mind games. Yeah. He did. L. Ron Hubbard fucked. Uh, he was in the yes. Navy during World War II, and he told a lot of his followers he was like a destroyerman or something like that. He yeah. sucked so fucking bad as an officer, they put him on like a tug yeah. in Oregon. And he was so bad at that that they fired him. But he, he didn't he didn't he claim that he sunk a Japanese ship like off the shore. Yeah, of no, Oregon, his something like that. His yeah, no, his his claim to being a naval officer was like a combat surface warfare officer veteran. And no, if you actually read what he did, the Navy's like, you suck at everything. Yeah. We're fucking sorry we commissioned you, so you can go be a tugboat operator in Oregon, and then we're just going to kick you out as soon as possible. Gosh, he sounds like he's being prosecuted just like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, that's it tonight. Nice. We are not going to eclipse that comment. It's as good as it's going to get. So um, do you know where uh, Scrooge McDuck keeps all of his money? Hold on, hold on. Oh, God. Is this a setup? In his billfold? Yep, yep. Knock, knock who? Yeah, where does he keep his money? In his butthole. (laughs) In his butthole. It's called a cloaca when you're a duck. That's true. (laughs) That's true. Mm, All right, all right, David. Up there with his corkscrew dick. David, what'll we do next? What'll we do next? No, first, we got to talk. Did we like this episode? Yeah. It's um, DuckTales. What's not to like about it other than, you woo-hoo. know, the, the horrible, other than the, you well, know, the horrible life lessons. It, and I didn't, I didn't like their, I didn't like their um, business uh, doctrine um, that they used. Um, <laughs> and like, you, you can't just take all of those official documents and just say, fucking piece of shit. Uh, you, you, can, can't you can't just reverse you documents. You have five more. You, know, you have say, five uh, more. Never mind. It didn't ducking exist. Okay, four just, more. You got four more. <laughs> three. Yeah. I'm on a counter. You, you okay. Three left. Well, so they 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 literally are. You cannot recall a product. You cannot. <laughs> no. Okay, that's two. Product. Right. Got it. Okay, yes, that counts we, twice. Okay, so, that counts. so yeah, so the, the, they they had really bad conduct. Um. Uh, okay, that's it. You're done. That's it. That's the last one. <laughs> okay, but all I all conduct. I want to say that God. they had you know that they were ahead of their time with the AM FM um technology. Oh, that was geez. a stretch. I uh, call foul on that one. That one was a stretch. Oh, no, no. <laughs> right, okay. Right. Mike, so, um, I, you're I, a beautiful band, and I love you. <laughs> I got to say that this is um, this is probably the first cartoon of the entire batch that we've watched so far that I did not have, that I wasn't disappointed in. 
mm-hmm. the sense that like this this felt exactly the way it felt when I was a kid. Yes, mm-hmm. now that I'm older, like it kind of it, it feels a little bit grosser thinking about some of the actual like capitalist ideas that are associated with it, but it still is it has enough of a veneer of entertainment to it that it didn't diminish over time. And I feel like it, it I do feel like it's kind of timeless because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, they are successful. Yeah. We still like Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Yep. Yep. Despite the despite the terrible things that they do. This is one of the ones from my childhood. Like I said, when I started singing along as soon as it opened up, it was just it's DuckTales. Mm-hmm. Like, it's Woo-hoo. not something that I go back and I watch and go, oh, wow, this was really bad. Mm-hmm. This is DuckTales. It's Woo-hoo. almost precisely how I remember it. Whoa. Who? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <laughs> it looks like we didn't duck that question. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's fucking gorgeous. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Like, it moves along yeah. at a lovely pace. Like, this water's is like, off kind- a, like water off a duck's back. Yeah, it's kind. This is kind of a nothing episode in a lot of ways, but it's so, like, the timing is tight. The backgrounds are beautiful. The characters are wonderfully drawn. There's a ton of detail in every scene. There's like new characters in multiple scenes that we've never seen before. Like the whole weird world feels realized and fleshed out and yeah. Uh, yeah. lived in, and. Um, it's just beautiful. Like, and, and you're right. Like, even the way the characters are drawn, just like their facial expressions and the way they like interact, it, it feels like they have a rich background to them. Yeah, because they they each like react in different ways and interact with their environment in slightly different ways. And two episodes in two weeks with extraordinary pacing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there was there was not a dull moment in this episode where something was not being progressed forward. Yeah, it's completely tight. Um. And just, a, I mean, it was just a joy. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, like, as close to our childhood comes to a classic. Yeah. Like I said, I, I actually like what's got the last five minutes. I like clearly remembered like the lines that were coming. Like, yeah. yay, we broke the law. And... <laughs> <laughs> that was the beginning of David's They're life. They're criminals. <laughs> When I grow up, David's in fourth grade. What do you want to be, young David? A criminal. Yep. That's when David invented the dark web. Shh. Good work. Good uh, work, David. David has That's where money. I spend my Bitcoin. My mm. Doge bits. Uh, okay. That's just sad. chopped up dog. <laughs> exactly. That's where you sell it on the dark web. <laughs> Do we want to keep it because we enjoy watching it? Or do we keep it because it's amazingly terrible? And that's the... I feel like every time I voted, I voted based off of my enjoyment of the episode and not my, I hated this, Yeah. therefore no, no, I want to watch fair. it again. Well, and, there, and there's a certain enjoyment associated with, with hating it too. But we do have, we have the three metrics. We have amazing, we have terrible, and we have amazingly terrible. Amazing and amazingly terrible are both votes to keep. It's the terrible one, yeah. which is when we kick it, right? I, okay, I will David? postulate. The I will terrible. postulate something, guys, and and I want you to bear with me here. Okay. Okay. All right. Take a we quack at it. We don't. Deserve <laughs> it. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, Mike. I'll you, give you one point you, for you that still one. Give me my, Fuck, that was good. You still catch me off guard sometimes. Okay. <laughs> that your jokes up until now have been weak at best. That was strong. That was strong to very strong. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> guys, we don't deserve a cartoon that's good. Oh, we are we I destined to doing. only watch 
bad cartoons? You're, you're trying to pull a I dark disagree. nine on us. You're trying to say, <laughs> yeah. this is not the cartoon that we deserve. No. It's the cartoon we want. It's the cartoon we get. Deserve. This is like classic Mystery Science Theater 3000. We are stuck with awful, awful stuff, and we have no control over it. Hello! I disagree. I'll be the hero atop the hill that says it's either amazing or amazingly terrible, and we keep it. The rest we junk, and this is fucking amazing. Holy I just—I mean, David, I think I just fixed my Derek. Microphone. Maybe it's just because you haven't um, fully recognized the extent of your crimes and sins. I—I <laughs> uh, I think you need to work on your EQ and and really, you know, look into yourself and recognize all the terrible things that you've done. Because we don't deserve it. <laughs> So I just need to start self-flagellation. Yeah. This is like just like God. the Black Plague. I don't deserve DuckTales. We are not allowed to have something this wonderful. I will negotiate with you on this. <laughs> if you are voting to axe this shit, we're doing tailspin next. No, no. We we can't we can't take the chance element out of this podcast. Come on. I agree. We got we got to stick with that. Well, okay, so however, not next. However, we add if, it to the list. What if we Well, tailspin's already on the list. What if we Okay. What if we add the DuckTales movie to the list as a means of saying, like, we don't deserve this cartoon, but we'll just do one last giant hit of Duck Heroin <laughs> by watching the DuckTales cartoon. And then we're out of the game. The DuckTales movie. Woo. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Woo. Woo. I, I think Woo. we need to leave this movie. on to give ourselves hope. At the end of the day, <laughs> actually, some, okay. at some this point, is like, this is our Pandora's box. DuckTales like, will come back up in the upon the land, but no. at the bottom of the box, there was hope. There was DuckTales. This is the positive reinforcement <laughs> for. Woo. Hold on. Woo. This is a this is a jokes aside suggestion. Is there any way that we could take an episode like this, which is which is fantastic from a show that we all fondly remember, and keep it, but kind of keep it out of constant rotation? So that we don't roll DuckTales again in three episodes. Look, David, we're just saying, hold our heroin and don't give it to us the first time we ask. <laughs> yeah, no matter how but much we ask, ask for the it. second time, you you boil up a nice hit for us, okay? No, 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 no. It's going to be three or four really, really fucking bad cartoons yeah. right. that we're just like clawing our eyeballs like, out. When we, like, when we come to you with the when I say the with word our lips elephant. all chapped, and we're like, we will blow you for our heroin. <laughs> Then, and only then do you accept the blowjob and give us our heroin. Our, our safe word is avocado crocodile. Okay? Like, <laughs> that we're, is we're, we're too long that. of a safe word. Are you kidding yeah. me? Jeez. Yeah, that's My, why our safe, safe word, word is give me, give me, give me. <laughs> it's a safe word because you got to consciously get that one out. Mm. I don't know. Oh, okay, crocodile. <laughs> no. Oh, crocodile. But you, you got to get it around the ball hearts, gag guys. in your mouth, Can too. Can any of you truly say that we deserve this? Well, of course not. Yeah. Of course Yeah, this is my childhood, Look, if we keep this on, this is not going to be our downfall. Weak. Sorry. The quack at it was really good. That one was bad. It's just not working. No, I think I still love you. So do you think that David should hold on to this to be like a reward for us when we do well at the podcast? Yeah, David. When we when we make so, a good podcast, can we have some DuckTales, woo? <laughs> woo? Yeah. When I you make funny joke on the internet, can I have DuckTales, please? <laughs> woo? When, when Mike does the perfect Wordsworth, then we can get DuckTales. Yeah. When he actually thinks of a third word that rhymes. <laughs> yes. That, that's... Can we... 
can we give Mike the credit that is due tonight? I, Mike has done a superb job. No, he did a good job last summarize. time, too. Yeah. Mike did a superb job at trying to incorporate duck puns into this episode Constantly. while simultaneously not presenting a fucking thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's my shtick, man. He he watched the episode and went, I'm not going to talk about this because you guys are dumbasses and will. Yeah, he didn't. I'm just going to keep he told using us he words didn't like, take notes. He just wrote down <laughs> duck puns. <laughs> oh, so. You were so mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That, well, I was I was pretending because it was funny. I, yeah. I told but you I exactly what him. I was intending to do, and you guys got mad because I literally did exactly like I said I was going to do. It's so beautifully animated. I'm looking at the scene where the where they trigger all the traps and guns and stuff. They're all different, it, which yeah. is awesome. It, we and, and we determined this similar last time. shows at this era would use the same frame over oh, and over yeah. again. The reuse, but we determined this last time. I'm not good with the storyline and the backstory and the history. I'm good for that <laughs> witty interjection uh, of you know really bad jokes. Yeah, you're the uh, you're the take my wife please of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I don't going, remember going, anything I saw. Mike, you can't get no scanning. respect, no respect, no at all. respect. Everyone just thinks I'm a bird brain. <laughs> God damn it! You How are you an accountant? Yeah. Stop me! <laughs> <laughs> he got another winner there, folks. So it's a couple, yeah. I think three or four. I'm, I'm out. I'm, I'm actually, I, I've. I have spent my entire list, so. Um, so you're done. That's so all I'm done. No. If I if I come up with no, them, it's going to be. Has the, another. It's going to be. I know a, you. Oh, it would be holy. It would be shit. on the fly. And what's up? What's up, Derek? What? Okay, so as I on, went through and I watched this show, did not on the fly, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, uh, okay, Derek. I, there was there was there was a scene in which you should have got there on was, the wing. That would have been. <laughs> there we, yeah, that oh, would have yeah. Right after the boys, because st- I actually went to the part, Matt, where you were talking about where they activated the defense systems, and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, they didn't use any, like, essentially copy and paste of any of the guns or, or whatever that came out. And there's a scene of a of a bird gentleman and his date in a convertible, uh-huh. and this scene struck me as weird, and I didn't know what they were doing here. They were talking about the stock market. They're, <coughs> they're showing her wearing the AM-FM earrings. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And as they're necking in the car, that's when he learns about the stock market's movements from the boys. And I just thought the scene was completely out of place. And now I understand what they're showing is they're showing the invention the boys had come up with. Yeah, yeah and yeah. they and the outcomes of it. And and the uh, it's interesting because the one story yeah. says to the other, "Whenever I'm with you, I hear music <gasps> because yeah. the radio is playing." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I'd completely missed that. Anyways, sorry. So going back through and scanning the episode. Myself, one thing popped out to me that that didn't initially, and I'm kind of kicking myself for not seeing this. The 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 duck skeleton in the office has <laughs> teeth yes. as well as a bill. Mm-hmm. And if you go through and you actually watch the movement of all the duck characters, the only duck shown to have teeth is Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, he does have teeth, and you only see them when he's like when he's clenching his mouth, when he's like clenching his teeth and scratching himself. Yeah, his teeth only appear when he's like sneering or like gritting him, gritting them. Yeah, but he's the um, only one that actually shows teeth. So, did he have teeth surgically added added to his well, bill in order to make himself more like ferocious, powerful by looking more ferocious or more like carnivorous? 
and he's actually at like a uh, instead of going to an actual uh, doctor at the, at the free clinic, he went to the plastic surgeon that was at the free clinic. I mean, it would make in... sense as to why he's the richest duck because he's so fierce and fearsome that he he's used his surgically implanted teeth to strangle all other ducks. Well, Louis has teeth when he puts in the vampire teeth. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's a good true. point. Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, they're clearly fake But he teeth. then puts teeth in. Yeah. Well, yeah. Scrooge is rich enough that he can afford Thompson's teeth. The only teeth strong enough <laughs> to eat other teeth. <laughs> Damn it. Mike, don't. <laughs> just don't. You can't quote other cartoons. Just don't. Yeah. Nope. All no, right. All fine. right. No, it's fine. I like no, I like the going, mixing of the properties. Keep I like going. the idea that we're doing a Fox joke in a Disney episode. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, this wasn't even Disney at the time. This was what are you this talking was on, like, about? ABC. Yeah, this was always Disney. No, no, no. Like this, this wasn't Disney Channel, was it? No, no Disney no, no. Channel it didn't exist. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. right. That's what I was saying. This, this was, before, was like ABC back. This was before yeah. Disney before. purchased ABC. Yes. This is. Yeah. This was made by Disney. Yeah. yeah. It, this was correct. Before yeah, cable. made by Disney. Aired on somewhere. This was broadcast. No, I'm just saying. Like yes. Disney Channel didn't exist, or maybe they did, but this wasn't on that. This was th- on regular th- cable. Disney like, Channel didn't exist. I feel like this was the precursor to the Disney Channel. I think when Disney created the, the Disney um, cartoon block, that's when they started to realize that they had enough to be able to actually make their own channel. And they they then purchased gotcha. ABC and then made the Disney Channel and then made the two affiliated with each other, I think. I mean... It, a Disney uh, in the 90s had the Disney Renaissance and made a shit ton of money. And their whole business model changed after that point um, to become to the, the kind empire. of like, company that we think they are now. Which is evil and probably should be disappointed. I mean, they were they were evil before. Well, but monopoly, yeah. Yeah. They're extra super evil now. Well, now they're both r- successful, rich, and evil. Most companies are evil and poor. Yeah, so Disney. so Disney purchased ABC in 1996 and then started the Disney Channel in 1998. Ooh. Oh, wow. That, that early. It's, I didn't realize yeah. it was all the way back in the Oh, no, yeah, I actually yeah. was going to say that late. I thought Disney Channel was, I thought was so early 90s. I thought so, too. I thought they actually bought ABC yeah. back in the early 90s. No, I remember when they bought ABC because it was a big deal yeah. for uh, syndicated sports. Oh, okay. Like, as, yeah. as as a football fan, I remember when Disney bought ABC. There was there was concerns would did would essentially Disney continue to keep the license to air NFL games and whatever, mm-hmm. and they did, you know, because then they turned around and bought ESPN yeah, yeah. a couple years later. Um, but it was a it was a an issue because they were like, hey, this is an animated like family movie company. Are you going to play? You know, professional sports, and they and they kept up with that program because professional yeah. sports are so gritty and real. Yeah. Oh wow! Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Woohoo! I just remember it being a thing where people were concerned that they wouldn't. Look, and all I really wanted is that for you guys to admit that you don't deserve it. Now I'll let you have it. Oh my god! No, I'm not gonna fucking. <laughs> Never mind, Derek. I'll just stop that joke, Derek. I, I, I Ad- think uh, admit your sin. He's admit he's it. he's just edging you out. He's oh, edging god. out your duck. <laughs> We, That's all. We, no. we, oh, that, we, that that joke is very similar to the one that I was going to go with. But no. <laughs> look, I, Matt's I, Matt, Matt's self self flagellation here is looking at himself in a mirror, jerking off while telling himself he's, he's ugly. He's choking You're the duck. So ugly. Mm-hmm. You're so ugly. <laughs> you don't deserve I to hate come. You. 
You don't deserve yourself. I, I feel like we've got to keep this on because there might be another. You don't there, deserve this there might beautiful be a body. Episode out there. <laughs> so Matt is the literal iteration of Hollywood. Um, Look, I don't want to say right. that we beaked at this episode. No, oh, for Christ's sake. Weak. <laughs> I should have just been judging your jokes the whole time. Well, that's you, what you, I do. You pretty much were. All of you were. <laughs> un, un, under your breath. Um, all right. Let's keep it. We love it. It's yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Great. We should we should have like a minimum, like a ten episode minimum or something that just keeps it from cycling back too soon. That's all I was suggesting yeah. earlier, David. If this shows up in the next maybe five to six episodes from what we have on the list, can we just say no? We get a re-roll on it because no. it is so good. I mean, and we know it's they're been... so good. Like we let's watch it. Why not? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Let's just yeah. watch a bunch of Ducktales. I'm down. <laughs> yeah, with that. yeah. So, would you let your children watch this? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. It's Ducktales. Yeah, it's. I mean, the scorch material is brilliant. The yeah. execution is still brilliant. Um, while it does like show its age and its time, it's also like it's kind of timeless. Like it, it is again like pinning down when it takes place and where it takes place. It it takes place in cartoon in like this mythical cartoon line time that is sort of beautiful. One of the things to to keep in mind is just it's, it it is kind of like almost like a masterwork itself. So like it's kind of like showing off like an art style. It's kind of it's yeah. more showing off the, the the form of it, not necessarily the the content. And the content is also good, so it winds up being like a double whammy. In some ways, like right. I, it, it it matches the classical definition of an epic, in that it incorporates everything. The entire world is incorporated into this narrative uh, as part of the storytelling. Poultry in motion. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Jesus all right. That, uh, that was the last one. It was delicious. <laughs> was, I realized that I had one like halfway up the list that I sure you did. Off. Yeah. Right. Nice. Like, uh, nice. We got that one. Absolutely. I'd let my kids watch it. In fact, I'm probably gonna watch like start from episode one tomorrow and watch like as, I'm gonna, <laughs> no, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna freaking marathon tomorrow. Just, There's nothing going on. Just make on a weekend, weekend out of it with your kids. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'll sit there and watch it with them. That That's sounds good. amazing. Yeah, I don't know to vote your poultry in motion uh, like <laughs> a five or a ten out of what? <laughs> out of that ten, a five out of seven. It, it's all about context, right? If we get another one, if we get more of this bullshit, then it's <laughs> then it's a five. It's a five, yeah. If yeah. we if we cap it right if now, we end on this. Yeah, yeah. So I think the it's trick, a ten out of Mike, five. It's a five. I think the trick is to get me panicky so set me up as the host or you know the mm -hmm. the the good sumerian and make me actually have to think but then you guys you know hijack the the actual narrative and you know the actual meat of the episode and let me ride on your guys i like the idea that you're pure hind brain like nothing motivates you but fear <laughs> oh, you, you want to You're talk about fucking brain. fear on yeah. one of these episodes? Next X Men episode we come across is yours. <laughs> Try and present that one with Adam in the background. <laughs> Holy fuck! What are you talking about? I feel like I feel like you gave me a hard time a little bit more than you needed to 
on that one. <laughs> I, I take uh, a little bit of umbrage on that because I had, sure? I had like, I was fight, showing, re- fight, I was fight, showing restraint. Fight, Derek. fight, fight. I was showing fight. restraint. It's, it is, it is the, <laughs> the subject. I will be, I will be 100% knows. honest. He was showing restraint. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Do you know how fucking intimidated I am? Like, the one thing that Adam knows better than anybody else. Oh, I don't know about that. Derek gets to present. And I'm like, oh, fuck. That's what made it great. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just saying, if you really want to up up the stress factor, do that. Let's let's find one that Adam knows a well, lot already, about. Well, he already, like, he already did Wildcats when I, when I was on. So. Yeah. yeah. So, and that was such a beautiful, delicious blend of self-hatred oh, and love. How, how yeah. great would that have been if Derek did Highlander and then, like, I'm just in the background. Like going, right in the butt. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, that's the sandy wood name. <laughs> I'm going to go find Wildcats was one of these topics episode. we're going to do. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's, what's, what's your episode, Derek? Fucked it up. Okay. What's da- no, David? No, no, no. What I, is our no, next I, I want to know what Derek's episode is going to be so I can like aim for that one and I can do that one. I'm going to do one that I know a fuckload about and then make Adam like present it yeah. and anytime he's wrong I'm just going to go wrong <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, okay David please take us away yeah Let's, get us out of this loop what can we do for the one universe theory oh, oh Jesus let's hear it I think this actually takes place in the prehistory of counter <laughs> see on counter earth animals evolve backwards so they thought they went into the past to pick up Bubba but they actually went into the future (laughs) (laughs) so they picked him up like in like um, so you're uh, saying these animals will devolve into the forms that we know to get today while humans evolve up into a higher level of sapiens and that's why when they got them on the ship and they got away from counter earth they actually started evolving faster, and that's why, like, Heathcliff and, and the Cadillac uh, oh. cats seem so intelligent. God damn it. Interesting. I like this. So you think that maybe this was a byproduct of the High Evolutionary's interaction? The High Evolutionary was from Earth Prime, but when he goes to True Earth, he finds the animals much easier to experiment on because they had previously been intelligent. Oh, so you're saying on so, okay. true? This is we are in the ancient prehistory of True Earth for for Ducktales. Woo. Yes. Woo. Yes. Woo. Okay. Okay. So so once the planet gets destroyed and we go out in the Ark ship with the junkyard being towed behind it, mm-hmm. we we basically see animals start to quote unquote mutate, but really they're regressing to a previous form. Mm, oh, okay. So this is like the um, oh, God. What's the theory? They, they did it in the in the in the fucking uh, Assassin's Creed thing, where you, you're supposed to have the genetic memory of all your previous uh, lives. Yeah, that and... was the whole Assassins versus Templars thing, yeah. but, which but is, was, is was absolute it genetic, garbage. But is is this genetic memory? That yeah, you, but it made for proposed? good video games. Come on. What I need to do is that when you two ass clowns decide to sit down and come up with this timeline, oh, it's looking I need good. To sit and listen in, and go. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right, yep. Uh-huh. It's yeah, it's coming along. It's coming it, along. We uh, we have it in the background. I think what we need to do is we need to do like a timeline special. 
We need an episode where we actually go over yeah, the, the yeah yeah that'll be our online. most popular episode. <laughs> well, <Yeah>. well, Adam, <laughs> while you and Matt were nerd baiting over there, I realized that it was the Ghostbusters episode that I absolutely hate. Oh, I was, that oh, was, was one, it really? That was the one where I was like, "There's no redeeming qualities to this." It's like, I, I was. I could see that I, I, last week. It was two weeks ago. It was yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just horrible because the real Ghostbusters was actually good, and <laughs> I had it well compared comparatively. Maybe I don't know, but see, that's well, the show we deserve. It did have deserve. it did have Lorenzo music in it. So the non-real so, Ghostbusters. So yeah. yeah, that was awful. I I just there was the Phobusters. There was just nothing at all that I liked <laughs> about that episode. <laughs> just... The Buster Ghosts. Um. All right. So. You Where guys did good on um, you. So? You wrapped it up. You you guys figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> but what we're saying is that the the generational ship has animals on it that are re evolving. So they would have come from right. true Earth, where true Earth animals evolved backwards. It's something local to counter Earth that that makes animals devolve. We haven't really explored mm. Earth Prime that much at all yet. No, it's true. It's just sort of like floating out there, waiting. We'll get we'll get there. Don't worry. Okay. There will be something that ties it all together. So we're in the prehistory of true Earth. Where where are we? Yeah. We're in the prehistory yeah. of true, true Earth. Yeah. Yes, true, true Earth. Earth. Yes, right. Which is why when we get further from true Earth on the generational ship the animals start to regain their consciousness. Yes, start to right. regain their, their sapience. And it's why, like, in Planet of the Apes, the humans have lost their power of speech. But the apes are now technologically superior. Because the humans are the animals now? And, and that's also the reason why when the colonists come back from New Texas and land on Earth... And they think, oh, we have to go fight bad guys in space. Their immediate thought is, we're going to use a World War II ship to you, to do this. Sure, because they've used they gap in their dumber. memory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as soon as they land on the planet, they just get dumber. When clearly they should have picked a World War III ship. Exactly. No? Have you seen how gorgeous that ship is? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's there, a work of fucking art. There is a dysthetic factor, I think sure. all will be answered next week. Next time. <laughs> So let's move on to our next segment. Yeah, I think that's good. We want cartoons 26 hours a day. What is coming up in the future for Amazingly Terrible, David? What does the future hold for us, David? Well, next week is going to be a uh, very special episode. On a special, special. Woohoo. Very Uh, special episode. (laughs) I just wanted to say that. Are we watching multiples next week? We will be watching two episodes of Captain in the Game Master, our favorite show. He totally just stole that from David. He was talking and he just walked all over him. I'm sorry, David, but... I could not quite remember the name of the show. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you're stalling. I was like, why is he dragging this Captain in the Game Master. Yes. And the N stands for Nintendo. I really uh, hope that we sure land does. on 254, David. Hold on. Don't let's, roll yet. Let's roll. Let me get my fucking... No! So on what a future episode... On a future episode. ...of Amazingly Terrible, we will be watching... Oh, what is number uh, 510? Jesus. <gasps> Whoa. Uh, we don't have a 510. We, we get a 509 and a 512. 
The Adventures of Flash Gordon. Oh, <laughs> nice. What? And the new adventures of Gigantor. Yeah, do we do we roll down or roll up? Do we round up? We down, go up. Down, roll down, roll down, down, no, down. If, down. if we it's round the new adventures up, of Gigantor. It's the new adventures down, like of Gigantor. There's new adventures not, of Gigantor. Uh, That's what it says. I didn't know they were yeah. old adventures. Gigantor. Oh, the, the, yeah, the adventure. Gigantor. Uh, how big is he? Than big, stronger uh, than strong. He's fucking giant. His name is Gigantor. Long. And Gigantor. Um, ooh, Thunderbirds. <laughs> big old dick. How strong is he? He's stronger than strong. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. Yeah, I was really hoping for Flash. Oh. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> I hope, we get, I hope we get Thunderbirds. <laughs> that and Thunderbirds that, wow, that's going to be terrible. our Halloween episode. That's our Halloween episode. What? Thunderbirds? Gigantor. Nice. No. Gigantor. Gigantor. It's fitting. And it's like I said, the scariest things would be giant humans. With giant dicks. <laughs> what? I mean, what do we do to sheep? We shear we them and turn them, them into sweaters, mm-hmm. among other things. What do you think they would, <laughs> we would do with, she- with sheep if they were like little miniature humans? Or if this was anime? <laughs> Eat them like popcorn. Okay, number six of Gigantor <laughs> is Monster of the Deep. Wow. The new adventures of Gigantor is Monsters of the Deep, aired November 7th, 1980. Monsters of the Deep. I wonder if they're going to see a quacken. And I told you, Mike. <laughs> Mike, you set me up Mike? for that one. Ugh. I was—I didn't Mike? even think they would, that would come up. Mike, it's a strong medium, but I still hate you. <laughs> and who will be doing this episode? Derek, you have Gigantor. Gigantor. Uh, I knew it. Nice. I took one look at those muscles, and I was like, "He's got Gigantor." <laughs> <laughs> How do he's got a Gigantor? Like I don't really, honestly know if I've ever watched an episode of Gigantor, but why do I know that the song is Gigantor? It, you could have heard us Gigantor. sing it at some point in time, because we used to sing it all the time when we were kids. Yeah, we I've never seen an episode either. Sing Gigantor for some reason. Well, well yeah. we had a CD of ska versions of Saturday oh, Morning Cartoons. Oh, is that what it was? Jesus right. Christ, oh, we God, did. Like you know who it was? Uh, Eric was obsessed was with Eric. Gigantor. I connected with him on Facebook like in 2008, something like that, uh, when I was cool. going back to school, and I was trying to get him to like join a role-playing group, and he immediately stopped talking to me. So <laughs> <laughs> That's been my reaction as Oh, well. boy. <laughs> so is this, is this cartoon entirely in black and white? I think that it is. Might, that might not be the new adventures. No, there are shades of gray. That's the old adventures. Do we... Do we also have Gigantor on here? We don't. We only have the new adventures of Gigantor. We need to put old Gigantor in there. I'm adding it to the address. The black and white version? Yeah. So next week on Amazingly Terrible, we have Captain in the Game Master, Season 1, Episodes 4 and 5, Video Olympics and Mega Trouble for Megaland. And on a future episode of... Amazingly terrible. We have the new adventures of Gigantor. Episode number six, Monsters of the Deep. You forgot one. Looking forward Tune to it. Tune in one of those times for <laughs> but not both of them. something amazingly and terrible. For capitalism, I've been a heartless miser. I'm Mike, and ducks have three eyelids. 
Woo. <laughs> I'm Derek, and I just learned something. I'm David, and I didn't want to have to tell you this, but I am a vampire. <laughs> 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 Amazingly Terrible is produced by David Marcus. Send your emails to monotonouslyterrific at amazinglyterrible.com. Music by Josh Woodward. So, so these are counter-Earth animals. That Because a high evolutionary came from Earth Prime to counter-Earth. Found that the uh, animals no, there were like came, more. He easily came to... from Counter Earth to Earth Prime. No, he... no, it's vice versa. <laughs> no, it's the other way around. No, it's the other. You way know, around. you know, this is why Mike and Derek hate this so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just sitting here thinking, I'm like, this is way too fucking nerdy for even me. I'm staying out of Who's this. Who's on first? <laughs>